Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of Forever and Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio's uh, collaborative project, 90s State of Mind podcast. My name's Imran. Thanks very much for tuning in to the episode today with great excitement. Uh, myself and my co-host, Rhonda, uh, from San Jose, California. We have the wonderful opportunity to continue our unwavering affection for 90s music, 90s projects and albums and releases. Uh, by delving into the stunning project from Michael Jackson. Uh, the album we are showcasing on the show today is, of course, uh, Dangerous, uh, released in 1991. Uh, this is Michael Jackson's, and I couldn't believe this when I found this, uh, when, I, when I sort of read this as a stat. It's his eighth solo studio album, which is incredible. I had absolutely no idea. Uh, well, I never really considered it, but obviously the, the Motown albums, the, uh, the Quincy Jones uh, trio uh, projects as well then absolutely so um so yeah this is the eighth album by michael jackson and uh it is an absolute joy to kind of get stuck into this project i'm very very proud of today's episode i had a great time uh hanging with ronda and discussing all things uh 90s michael jackson so the album again released in november 26 1991 uh, spawning a, a mammoth nine singles um, it debuted at number one on the US Billboard charts um, an album revered for its singles Remember the Time in the Closet Will You Be There and of course Black or White uh, helmed in large part by 90s uh, swing beat New Jack Swing uh, King the titan uh, of, of that genre of course Teddy Riley and um, yeah, I'll say no more because we kind of, I set, uh, uh, Rondo and I set the album up quite nicely in the actual conversation. So I think it's probably the best we just go straight to it. However, one more thing before we do, uh, regular listeners of this podcast will know that we feature two songs per episode. Rondo will be picking our closing number, but I have the luxury of going with the opener. And how do you pick one song uh, for this? Uh, for this wonderful project and for me I'm going to pick potentially the song I would call the probably the most underrated uh, from the album and I'm going to um, introduce Dangerous to you guys via Who Is It? And uh, yeah, I think it's one of the most underrated songs, if not the most underrated song of the album. So um, yeah, I think it would be, uh, I thought it would make a great opener. Um, if you can find Blue and Green Radio at blueandgreenradio.com, you can find Forever in Electric Dreams at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Uh, from uh, on behalf of Rhonda and myself, thanks very much for tuning in, and we greatly 
Hope you enjoy the episode of the 90 States of Mind podcast today.
this is a very, very, uh, this is a landmark album to discuss. I think when we talked about the idea of doing a 90s kind of album uh, reviews slash celebrations, I think Dangerous by Michael Jackson was one of the foremost albums I had in my in my mind to cover. I think if you're going to talk about um, music as the the kind of the the genres that we like, uh-huh. uh, this is going to have been a key album uh, at some point to have delved into. So just to go through a couple of the stats uh, for uh, Dangerous, uh, the first stat blows my mind, released in 91. I always Mm -hmm. assume it's much later in the 90s, but 91, which is incredible. Uh, The eighth solo album, the eighth solo album by Michael Jackson, uh, released through Epic Records, uh, hailed still as one of the best-selling albums of all time, eight times platinum, four Grammy nods, uh, revered in part for its accompanying tour and uh, debuted at number one on the US Billboard charts. What are your initial thoughts about? Actually, no, before I go there, where are you with Michael Jackson prior to this album? What are your, uh, you're, you're a fan, you're, he's coming off the bad album. Where, where, what are your initial thoughts of uh, Michael Jackson in and around this time? Oh, um, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. So, you know, I grew up with the cartoon, the Jackson 5 and, <laughs> and, and the Jackson Five as a group, and um, then his solo career, and the the great work that he and Quincy Jones made. Thriller blew up, um, <clears throat> and and when you look at even though I every once in a while I hint at the time where we used to watch music videos, um, he really pushed that medium in addition to his music and, and as well as, you know, seen um, on this album in particular. So um, he's, he was just a, a creative powerhouse. Right. And then, and, and of course his, his sister, Janet um, has some influence, I think uh, on the subject matter for this album. At least I think, you know, I, you know, I don't have a bat phone to ask either, but, um, but I really enjoyed this album. Um, and I, I too, when I went back to look, I was like 91, really? Oh, so, Mm. you know, I thought it was later in the nineties. Um, but the other thing is that this is his first project without Quincy. Yeah. So, you know, when you're stepping away from that talent, you know, you want to be able to say, you know, I could do it. I, I, I could do it. And it, it, there's no um, uh, shade to wanting to do your own. I, I understand. But I mean, you know, Quincy is a bad guy. He's a, an excellent producer. But he wanted to be able to say, you know, I can do this on my own. Right. It wasn't, you know, just with me with Quincy. It's, it's me, too. So, you know, a little ego there. And then, boom, he comes out and what, 32 million albums worldwide and you so and and all of these grammys and things like that so yes you you know on his his own merit um he was able to show yes i i can you know i did great things with quincy and i can do great things you know transitioning away from quincy um 
And as I went back to listen to today, uh, with with Teddy Riley's influence, right? Mm. So because we have to bring that into because you know the New Jack Swing, how he embraced that, right? So to his credit, he was able to 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 tie in to um, the hip hop in New Jack Swing time. He wasn't afraid to, you know, bring in the collaboration and make it work for him. And um, so, yeah, I, it's just, you know, I'm glad we picked this one. So yeah. Good, good one. Good one, Imran. Yes. This was my pick. Yeah, it yes, was. It was. It? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, uh, I think for, for, for me, Mike, Michael Jackson, I, I have very, very vivid memories of, um, I think the, bad album in particular mm-hmm. i think he he was very much the person that really and i always try to think if there was anybody else or anybody earlier but i honestly think michael jackson was the first person that really instilled like a magic in music in mm. terms of i have such clear memories of of me and being at school and like you see like a new Michael Jackson video, which I will we'll get into for uh, particularly for dangerous, like remember the time mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But I, even before that, you know, like smooth criminal yeah. and just people just losing their minds about it, you know, yes. it's just, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, bad, bad is such a funny album because um, as well as obviously forming, which we'll talk, I was going to mention as well, but forming part of that kind of Holy Trinity of um, Quincy Jones kind of produced Michael Jackson albums, bad, just looking at the track list, it's it's like a best of mm. in of itself. You know, mm-hmm. the releases that came from that, huge releases, and it's insane. I remember these these records coming out and it just kind of just changing everything. You know, you're 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 experiencing music in this really, you know, very, very young and you have the these this these videos coming out and these songs and it's just they're so infectious and they're just so like they've become a part of your makeup and all of your friends at school are just losing their minds about all this stuff, you know? So he was the first person I can think of that really kind of made music an event for people that age, you know, with the release of his album, release of videos. There was very much, and I think, you know, not to, uh, not, I don't mean this in a, in a particularly negative way, but I think music isn't an event like it used to be. You know, you could you could advertise the debut of a music video in a week, you know, and say next week on top of the pops in the UK or you know anything like that. Um, yeah. You could say we're going to debut the, the the new video by Michael Jackson, and you'd wait a week with excitement. Yes. You know? If you do that now, it will be bootlegged and online on YouTube <laughs> before the man finishes his sentence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have leaked, oh, yeah. uh, you it know, leaked. and mm-hmm. it just, you know, and it's just, it, it's very difficult to have that kind of control of what you present to audiences now, isn't it? So it was, it was, it was a very magical thing with, with him kind of when he released stuff and um, dangerous, probably my, my, my favorite michael jackson album there's some of the ballady stuff i don't always gravitate towards as much mm-hmm. as the the new jack swing but you had a great point about the new jack swing when you said he made it work for him because you listen to dangerous it really doesn't sound like he's hopping on a trend no you know it right? doesn't sound like yeah. oh this is this could have been a black street album this yeah. could have been a guy album. it doesn't sound <laughs> no. like that at all no, no. completely like, like yes. they, all of them as a group 
they just they totally redefined New Jack Swing for that album. Right. And it's it's a brilliantly produced record. It really, really is. Some of the the, the tracks on that are insanely oh, yes. good. And oh, I, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember I didn't even know for a long time that it was Teddy Riley. I think it was kind of almost late nineties when I, you know, was getting more into music and stuff. And you, you know, you're like, that was Teddy all those right. years ago. I couldn't believe yeah. it was it was him. And um I always thought that that was incredible. And um yeah, I, I think I remember reading kind of a long time ago. Um I imagine it's true, but um about just about Teddy Riley just finding it very difficult in you know in those sessions to kind of probably to take ownership of you know the role of as of a producer because it's michael jackson (laughs) you know and mike apparently michael would say he would do something say what do you think and he's like yeah no it's fine he says you you know i need you to produce me i need you to tell me what you think i need you know and that being a really difficult hurdle for him which how could it not be you know it's right incredibly difficult i would have thought um yes because um you know you have legends in in this industry and and michael was one of them right and he's he's got to be an inspiration to teddy so here is this person that you know you know, beforehand, yeah, 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 I'm going to do this with Michael Jackson. <laughs> and then you get in the studio and you're like, this is Michael Jackson. I'm going to, yeah. uh, and and so now it's, you know, and you and when you, like, I've watched interviews with Teddy Ryland. He's this calm, you know, Zen kind of guy, right? You know, for, you know, for <laughs> the music that he's created, but he's very soft-spoken. And, and so you, you you're like, how am I supposed to tell Michael Jackson uh, that, okay, that key right there doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Or I just need you to just give a little, right. But that's what Michael is looking for. Right. And so you have to come to um, uh, an inflection point where you're like, okay, I got to get over my being in awe of working with this talented individual and say, okay, I got to come do my job. And mm. boom, then you just you start like from the beginning, you know, it's very percussive how the album starts, right? With jam. Right. And it, it catches your attention with the, you know, the, the breaking of the the glass and stuff. And then and then you bring in with the scratch. So you know what I'm saying? It's very, you yeah. know, you're you're fusing basically R and B and hip hop and New Jack Swing. Right from the beginning.
because he had Michael Jordan in the video, right? right? So you got both Michaels, you know, you know, uh, Jordan showing him how to shoot a basketball and, you know, and him trying to teach Jordan how to dance. So it's, it was cute and funny and it, it was something that you could, um, you know, it was, it was a, it was a fun video, right? Especially if you liked both Michaels, Hmm. but you're absolutely right. Back then, um, videos like this, you know, MTV on Thursday, we're going to preview, you know, <laughs> and it was a spectacle, right? And we don't have that anymore. Um, and, and Michael, he would, cost was nothing, right? So if it cost him <laughs> some obscene amount to make a video, yeah, let's just do it. Let, you know, and so that pushed the creativity of this genre, right? So a lot of directors started in making music videos and then they were able to, to catapult from learning in that medium to doing film, right? Movies, right? So you had to get your, your experience somewhere. And so you had to have these, you know, so this, this is a whole lot that, you know, we take for granted on YouTube, <laughs> right? It was yeah. like this whole major thing back in the, the early nineties. Um, but, uh, yeah, fun, fun, fun. Oh, yeah. this is, I they had them. It's great. Yeah, no, to, to mm-hmm. about the, uh, the kind of the, the event or the spectacle nature of the release. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention him really early, but as uh-huh. regards, regards to the Prince, oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going in 13 minutes in, I'm going to mention him already, but okay. um, it kind of reminds me of, I love it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> because of the, the bad album, the bad okay. song, which is obviously uh-huh. well known that they, Quincy and Michael had approached Prince to make bad a duet. And um, I know we're going off album topic just for a moment, but no, okay. apparently the whole the whole concept that they approached him with was they wanted to leak fake news, basically false information oh. to papers beforehand about them having, you know, specific well, calling each other out and saying all this stuff, and then they wanted the video to come out of the two of them, you know, in this kind of. Oh, dance battle, you know, as as, as okay. an actual song and battling, you I know, love and, it. and I, wouldn't that see you could have done that back then? Now yes. you couldn't do it. Fo- no. Photos would leak of the video shoot. You yes. know, there'd be memos from internal things that would come out. But back then, you could have controlled that. You could have manipulated that situation very, very easily, and then basically had the country, had the whole US watch the debut of that video at the time you wanted them to. So everybody would have known everything at the, when they were told to know it. Right. You know, and so obviously that, as I say, but that's I love it. That we're, it would not be great. A, 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 a beef to, to, yeah. to her interest. I love it. <laughs> but I think there almost was, and it's funny, the reasons that it didn't happen, because I have a, a, a bad, like a, an anniversary edition, uh-huh. and they have these really cool kind of snippets of Quincy Jones talking about, various um songs and the production of the album and he talks about it about with prince and they apparently met 
and they played the song for him. And Prince apparently said, you don't need me. You've got a hit record there. You don't need me for it. And he didn't do it. And, you know, Quincy romanticizes that kind of uh, sort of that was good of Prince to be so respectful to our hit record sort of in a weird way. But there is another you can find this online on YouTube. There is a Chris Rock interview. Uh-huh. Uh, there's like a snippet, it's like a two minute video of Chris Rock in the 90s talking to Prince. And he asks him about bad. And Prince was not a fan. Like he's kind of like, have you seen that video? Wesley, that would have been me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really like not happy right. about it. And he said, he goes, that would have been me. Can you imagine that? And then he said, because we met, because <laughs> we talked about it. And like I said, this first line your butt is mine. Who's singing that to who? Because you, because I ain't singing it to you, and you sure as hell ain't singing it to me. And this is the ego, yeah, between the both of them, which I I respect both of them. So, and um, <laughs> actually, I remember him making that comment. He's like, yeah. "No, that's not happening." Okay, cause, <laughs> no, and and um, and. There was a rivalry just in the way that both of them were having their effects on music, right? Yeah. And so I was, I was going to really try to avoid Prince, but in a way oh, I sorry. can't. No, 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 no. But I knew it, if it was going to be true because both of them were born in the year 1958. It was him, Madonna, and Prince were all born in that year. Really? Year. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so each one of them has their fingerprints on the music I grew up with, right? Mm. Their effects, their um, contributions to the music that I love, right? And and how they've affected artists that I love, right? And it's amazing that, you know, sometimes um, people are born at a certain time, you know, it's just a, a matter of time, and then they go on to do things, right? It's Sometimes it's timing, Right, but to think that these three said, you know, I want to want to make a music that moves the world, and they did it, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, because you know everybody's in the garage playing their guitar thing. I'm gonna do this. No, no, you like math, right? So you know, just just <laughs> just in case, just in case. But but these three did right, and so to see, you know, both of them, their egos aren't gonna be like. No, we're not doing that. So, hmm. yeah, but I do remember that's hilarious. But then yeah. he turns around and, and releases Dangerous and it just catapults, right? Yes. And, um, and it, is, it is interesting looking at, I mean, in a way it's not a fair comparison, but if you, I think the 90s are, are kind of a really interesting decade in terms of, I mean, there isn't a huge amount of Michael to analyze in the 90s apart from, no. from Dangerous, mm-hmm. but it, it is an interesting one because it is a, a, a he is completely embraced what would become a very definitive 90s sound in new jack swing and mm-hmm. you know i think prince had so much many more records in the 90s and his attempts to kind of adopt new jack swing and hip hop weren't as Mm-mm. well received so to speak yeah. you know? maybe if I had michael had as many releases as prince in the 90s then maybe people would have said oh you're kind of losing it i mean you know maybe michael would have adopted hip-hop way more and that might have turned heads but Um, prince didn't get as much um affection for his 90s output as 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 michael did with this one record that's actually that's that's mm, that's really good um and i can only 
to Michael's credit, he knew to get a, a good producer. Yeah. If it wasn't, you know, he, he's like, I'm not going to use Quincy anymore, but I do need that because sometimes, and this is Prince and, and I love him and you know, I do, but is Prince really going to give his baby to Teddy Riley? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you really yeah. have to do that. And that's not Prince. Right. From the beginning, it was never Prince. So so for him, in his mind, to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to embrace this thing where I can play this. Why do I need to, you know, you know, because this is how he thinks, too. He's like, why do I need that? I can do that myself. And so, and and why don't you appreciate my musicianship? Whereas yeah. it's not about that. It's about that this is a new genre that we're into. And, and, and so there's that aspect from yeah. Prince, right? Whereas... I think Michael could have continued because he would have gotten the producers that he could play off of his create his creativity, right? So Teddy Riley and and and, and Mike really meshed well. You could tell because <clears throat> the music comes together, right? It's very you know, yeah. Um, the I, I'm like I'm listening to a lot of this these tracks and they have like the same. They're same similar beats, but they allow Michael to be to add his percussion yes. elements to it. And then what makes it different is even if you have the same percussion, his songs, the, his lyrics make it different, and his layering of his of his vocals make it different, right? So, um, and 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 that comes from his growth. Growing up, knowing under you know in Motown, understanding the layers of music and how to make a hit song, so mm. there's all of that history that he has at his disposal because he's grown up doing this, right? Yeah. And so he's not afraid to work with the producer because he's done it his entire life too, which is yeah. you know a difference between the two. Um, so yeah, you know the success. I think the thing for Michael is <clears throat> he was always chasing Thriller. And that's the problem, right? And I'm speaking, you know, as if, you know, I, you know, personally knew him and had him on my speed dial, which I don't. But (laughs) in terms of when you have something like Thriller, everything is pales in terms, and it it takes nothing away from the projects because they're absolutely fantastic. But when I was watching the Dangerous video on YouTube before we talked, and you see this this outpouring of 90,000 fans in Budapest, right? And he's just standing there for like two minutes and people are like losing their minds. He hasn't even started the concert yet. And I'm just like, how do you, that rush, how do you, you know, when you're that mega big, you're chasing that, right? And, And that's what I mean. I mean, all of his albums are great, but the way Thriller catapulted him how do you 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 hit that peak and now you're you're climbing to reach that peak because of everything that comes with it right and um everything is second to thriller right (laughs) and so and i mean and that's not a bad thing but for michael it is because he's a perfectionist right he wants that you know he's the king of pop right this is you know his thing so um but uh, it's amazing to go back and and just 
because uh, you know, I don't want to go off on this philosophical stuff because <laughs> you know this is all my thinking. Um, how do you how do you how do you get back to that pinnacle though? You know, and I think yeah, there's an think, aspect of that to his career. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a brilliant point and brilliantly put. Uh, it's it he's I suppose he always aimed higher i guess i mean mm-hmm. sort of having the the tenure that he had at motown you know to make the decision to leave you know that must have been i suppose oh. an incredibly brave thing in of itself and then mm-hmm. to obviously to have this this trilogy of like i said i referred to earlier as the holy trinity of of releases with quincy oh and then yes to be brave enough i know obviously he's confident enough because i think he i think well, I, I I never knew officially, but I believe I've read that, you know, he felt maybe Quincy got too much credit for, you know, for the work or Michael didn't get enough credit for his yeah. contributions. It was, mm-hmm. this is, you know, produced by Quincy Jones and Quincy was the person responsible for it, you know, and I think Michael probably felt, excuse me, from what I read, Michael felt that he, he wanted maybe more control or, you know, so well. to kind of leave the comfort of that. Yes. You know, when you've got these three albums that are, you know, classic successes. Classics. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't talk and about then them to think out of the nineties time frame, but we'll we'll pick yeah. a different topic. We can go <laughs> but to, that. to yeah, but to, to I guess to be brave enough then to take that leap again with uh-huh. with dangerous and to sort of to leave that era uh behind you as well is it is, I suppose it is that notion of continually aiming higher. And yeah and kind of reaching for that kind of uh, proverbial brass ring that um, I don't know. He just, he, 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 I suppose he just, just kept striving for and kind mm-hmm. of kept achieving as well, you know? Yeah. It's uh, when you're, when you're in a position where your success is the thing you're chasing, it's yeah. uh, it's like, you know, that proverbial carrot in front of you all the time. That's just pushing you to go, you know, to go f- and strive to go get it. But it's his records that he was chasing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like another artist. I'm going to try and no, no. I'm trying to do better than I did, right? And that's incredible, right? So yeah. But I mean, you know, we get dangerous as an album with 14 cuts that are really great songs, right? And um, and then you know, like Black and White. That's another that song, right? With the video you know, you have the impressions of the different people, right? So again, he was embracing the different techniques with the video to help, you know, that song. And then, you know, he goes around and does different cultures and stuff to um, embrace, you know, you know, the desire of, you know, everybody just being able to love someone, you know, just for you, just as a person. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I was looking at this, um, the rock that he used, you know, um, in some of the songs. I mean, he's fused like New Jack Swing, rock and roll a little bit. He's got um, the the gospel in some of the songs. Um, it's a, it's a lot of fusion of, of different genres in this. Right. Um, but the whole mix, it's just a good, you know, there's gotta be something in there. He, he gives you enough. No, I mean, seriously, cause you're like, like in this day and age, we can just buy one song and we'll be happy. Right. But 
back then you really wanted to give your listener an album of music and he he does that so yeah yeah it's impressive i mean spawning an, an incredible nine singles from mm-hmm. this which is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean is that like a record that's got to be a record I, epic is happy the record. <laughs> epic is like if you just give me two more like this we're good yes. okay. <laughs> just two okay okay one one with nine more hits right because um you know now that you know music is so different now than then but <laughs> it's yeah. uh but yeah i think that probably is a record right um yeah I, I, I have no idea, but I mean that. I mean the the first single out in ninety one. I've got here from from Wikipedia. It says Black or White out in November ninety one, and the last single Gone Too Soon released December ninety three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, Epic is like yes, <laughs> yes. yes. That's an insane statistic. Ninety one November. All the way to December '93. That's two years, years. of the dangerous train. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Oh. That is incredible. And Rumored to be that he had recorded like between sixty and seventy songs uh, for the album as well, including mm. oh, an LL Cool J collaboration, which didn't make the cut, obviously. Uh, oh. So that was unfortunate as well. Yeah, there's got to be somebody out there with that bootleg. Come yeah. on, people, share, okay? <laughs> come on, L. You know, come on, put it out there. You and, must and have see it this, which goes back to what I was saying is that he really embraced the genre. He didn't, you know, he he wanted, you know, because he got heavy D, right? And so yeah. to get LL, yeah, you're like, mm, no, uh, who who's calling? It's really Michael. You <laughs> you want me to perform with you? Oh, okay, you know. I had something else, but obviously I'm going to come and see you. So, you know, right. And, um, and, and just, you know, it's nice to see even when, um, you know, the spectacle, when you look at the album cover, right. And it's it's like this surreal picture. Right. And uh, I was looking at that where the artist, you know, he's, he met with Michael and, He's, he was surprised how normal he was, right? Based upon all of the, the media attention and all the crazy, yeah. which I think is what he kind of reflected in that Barnum and Bailey right. type album cover, right? The circus. Now, you know, are you talking about the music industry? Are you talking about the media's perception of his life? I don't know, but, you know, it's, you know it, it could play out both ways with him, mm. especially around that time. Um, and so you, you get, you know, why you want to trip on me, right? Which is his, his ode to, you know, there's other things, far more important things going on in the world. And yet you're, you're spending your time paying attention to me, right?
It's almost sad that some of the things that he talked about in that album in terms of the conditions of, of our fellow citizens on the planet, they're still suffering, right? Yeah. And, and yet our attention is caught up in superficial, you know, things, even today, right? So some some odd years later i don't want to do the year count but <laughs> people can do the math anyway but you know it would it would it's still current right yeah so where, where let's 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 get stuck in i guess what are some mm-hmm. some of the the faves what were the was black i, oh. I imagine black or white was the first one that well, i suppose the first one that everyone heard i imagine yeah but, yeah that was um, the video macaulay colkin famously uh in the video yeah um it's like an 11 minute version of this video, yes as i understand it as well oh my gosh uh you, you're a fan of of the song it's it's i suppose in a way it's not indicative i suppose it is it's kind of that middle song isn't it where you've got the the new jack swing stuff like um, uh can't let a getaway in the closet trip on me jam and then you've got the other half of it which is sort of that uh will you be there keep the faith gone too soon and i suppose black or white kind of rocks that middle ground a little bit doesn't it yes it's like you can tell where the the music changes in terms of the style mm. right um but you're right that 11 minute video was a spectacle everybody wanted to go see that yeah. right eat this <laughs> because MTV made a big oh, we're going to show it so you yeah. know and so you watched it and like I said he was into the whole video trans, you know transferring faces and different things yeah. wow so that was a new thing at the time so he was very cutting edge you know with the videos as well as the music so he knew how to embrace both to present and sell his music so mm. um, that that was that one um, but I like Jam because both of uh, the Michaels were in it, so it was another yeah. nice video. Um, well, 
um, can't can't let her get away. That's another one. Oh, I remember. Yeah. oh, I love that track. Um, and it's the you know even though it's got the same percussion, when he starts to sing and hear layering his vocals, it's a whole different take on yeah. that song, right? So that one's a that's a favorite. Um, um, Heal the world reminded me of um, um, what's the other one? We are the world. That kind of right genre thing, and I I like them both, and I like this song, but that's kind of so. So you know what I'm saying? He's he's doing his social consciousness and putting yeah. that out. And you know, even Jam initially had flavors of of Janet's rhythm nation for me. Right. Right. I mean, I don't, you know, if you're gonna take from your sister, do it. You know, which like, <laughs> Janet said, you copy me. No, she's gonna be like, Thank you, you did really good. So, you know, right? Because she had just blew up with that shortly before he released this, mm. right? So and and so that allows him to take the genre and then embrace a social consciousness in yeah. it to to share with his listeners right i wonder if he ever considered approaching uh before teddy riley if the, if the names jam and lewis ever became something obviously in the way you can't because obviously yeah. they've been so instrumental in janet's uh, um, whole sound but like could he have been free you reckon to approach them i don't know he probably could, but you know, it's one thing to take a little bit from your sister. Yeah. You know, he just he just got away from Quincy. He's like, oh, so you just you're gonna follow your sister? No, I don't think he's yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah, that. Come on true. now, now, no. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the idea and the concepts, right? So, because I was even watching like some of the dancing that he had for that song, and I'm like, this is like totally like Rhythm Nation, right? So he took the the best parts, but still made it his own. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's to his credit. So I don't think even if he could have worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I don't think he wanted to because he still at this point wants to show I can embrace certain things and make them my own thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, in the closet was a good good one. Right. Because he's got all these different like topics that he, you yeah. know he's you know talking about love or getting you know betrayal <laughs> you know someone you yeah, know who is, who is it, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but then but in the closet know. again like oh that that what an amazing song I mean the album version yeah. six and a half minutes yeah uh, which is incredible some of the length of of these songs as well is just oh it's it's just awesome. I mean, that, obviously that 
famously was supposed to feature uh, Madonna. Um, no way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh. was supposed to. Well, okay, so there's two aspects of this because there's okay. one. I, I believe that's fact. I think that that's okay. that's definitely that's on the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, and I've known okay. that of that for for a really long time. This is the very very probable fiction part of it. Okay. So the rumor was she was supposed to do the the, the, the spoken part, which is by oh. a Monaco uh, princess or something. Okay. Um, she uh, so Madonna was supposed to feature on the song. Apparently, and this is the part I don't believe. So I, I might do so. I, I know. I don't think I've looked it up for a while. So I'm not sure if it's true. But okay, Madonna, when approached for the video as well, she <laughs> even saying it is ridiculous. She apparently said she would only do it if she was to dress as a man and he was to dress as a woman. And Michael, in his confusion, asked Janet, "Janet, what do I do?" And she said, "No, <laughs> do not do this." Tell her oh. bye bye. I don't believe that to be true, and I certainly don't oh. want to. But um, apparently, that's why it it didn't okay. happen. See, so I I don't see, I don't know. This is see. Even though these three agree to touch the world <laughs> musically, none of this none of these attempts to bring them together like this worked. Except uh, Prince and Madonna did do a song together. They did, but mm. eh, you know. You stay in your lane. Okay, so <laughs> that's all. I, I cannot confirm or deny. Um, but Madonna's always trying to push boundaries. But and you could believe she would have actually to an the, the, her vocal would have worked on this song. Yeah, though, right. <sighs> Darn. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but she was apparently Asked supposed to. to be on the song, but it. I don't know why it didn't officially okay. work out, but. That was the, the the probably the rumor at the time, okay. but um, but an incredible song, and I oh my gosh, if I were her, I certainly wouldn't have. Uh, you know, I would have done everything to to be on that record. I would have thought, yeah, you know, like um, hello, yeah. Oh, and then remember the well. time as well, oh, which is, I mean, on. the video yeah. for that. Oh. That was also another hyped wow. up pre- present. It was going to be, you know, remember the time, and then. And I remember watching that with Eddie Murphy and yeah. Iman, and you see all of this, this whole, pro- I mean, this is a really big production yeah. for a music video, right? And, but it was so good. And I'm like, now, lyrically, and then what they shot, okay, these, they don't match. But it doesn't even matter <laughs> because you like the music video and just yeah. how it was done and and the playfulness and, and stuff with it. Um, and to think you could get, you know, of course, Michael, Eddie, um, could you, uh, we're going to need you for a music video. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Iman, could you? Sure. You know, so you get this talent to just come to a music video, right? Not a movie. No, no. Music video. Yeah. And and it blows up because, and, and everybody knows that song. Everybody. Even yeah. now. Right? It sticks with you. Right? Um, and the vocals, everything is, it's just, it's, it's a, perfect a great it's song. Fantastic song. Yeah, right? it really is. So I don't know the, his vocals. I'm telling you, I mean, if, and see, we, I grew up with Michael. So this is like, wow. You know, you just see him progressing. Right. And so when I went back to listen to it, it's just like, wow, this is like June will be 12 years since his passing wow. and 
it's like, wow, you know, you, you live your life and then it's those kinds of things that like, psh, really 12 years. Wow. 12 years without his creativity. Yeah. Right. Um, wow. So it's a little, yeah, but we, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, uh, Give in to me was good. I love I, that I, one too. Yes. I was, that was certainly one I was going to mention, yeah. obviously slash on, uh, yeah, on guitar right? on that one. Like, oh. That's an insane combo. You you know you wouldn't. Uh, it's not not two names you readily would have put together. But that's really one of my favorite songs uh, on I the thought, album. I think um, it's fantastic. Didn't Slash play in on Bad for him before? I don't know. I don't know that. Or I thought Slash I think he's did on another song before, right? I know he's on Black or White. Okay. As well on the guitar. Right. I don't know if they've done anything before. But, um, oh, maybe but certainly at the time, I, well, at the time, I definitely wouldn't have known it, but I, yeah. I would have known who Slash was and just still mm, thought, wow, exactly. this is a crazy combo. And it's so weird because it's really musically, it totally sticks out, like it, you know, from sort of the new Jack swing stuff. But it's still yes. seamless. It still works in every right. way, which is insane as well. How how it was able, sort of able to still find itself very much at home on that album. Yeah, it's like it's like um, um, you have like one chapter or one phase of the album in one style of music and then it's like you open the book to this other side of it right um you know but then you know you go to will you be there so because like in heal the world he uses the choir i love actually when he uses choirs right when he's singing because he 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 knows how to work them and to give the effect to take the song higher right? right um so he does it really well in Heal the World, but it also in Will You Be There? Because it's like, for me, what I would say is you go into church, you know, on a Sunday where you got a good choir that just gets you in and gets your energy moving. And right. so he, they just, they blend so well on that song. So it's, it's really great. And then he transitions into, you know, Keep the Faith with Saida Garrett, right? And so the, that pairing comes together well back to back on the album right mm. and then unfortunately you know and then it goes into gone too soon which now you know at that time was just a song but then you you see later it, it ties into him 
where I think yeah. he's gone too soon, right? right. Um, and then he he ends it with dangerous, which you know you come off of this yeah, yeah. this this metal, and then you get sucked right back in with dangerous. So and uh, and that's a great track too, right? Um, yeah, another one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just when you're like getting ready to just drift off and maybe start crying. Boom, hits you with dangerous, right? <laughs> so you're like, okay. Um and and then you're like, oh, the album's done, right? <laughs> but um yeah, it's a, it's and there's something on there for everybody. There has to be something that you you can resonate with, right? And that speaks to his talent and the production and the artists, everybody that that put put their their creative their creativity in it so yeah, yeah. i mean bar like obviously the the history album which i think was out in mm. like 95 or something mm-hmm. this is obviously when we talked about obviously the the dangerous train ran for several yeah, years exactly right um, and the history album had certainly had uh, a lot of life in it as well but th- that's it for 90s i mean you've had the scream song with janet but there's oh, not a whole, yeah. it's not a sort of like he kicks it off in incredible fashion with genuinely an album that's held as one of the best selling of all time and you, it's funny because you would have thought like he'd want to do more you know and it's not a hugely productive decade i suppose that probably is uh, reflected in uh, legal issues and and things that probably yeah. surfaced up uh throughout. oh yeah that's but, um, yeah that's true there's that yeah, and right. then, i just realized know, as i was talking we're rented into that area haven't we yeah well yeah but and I'll leave all of that alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, we, it, no, you know, yeah it's that's a, a whole other right. Uh, but to think that you could have see this is the, like I said, this is like a um, a record company's dream. You know, yeah. we get two years with this album, and he got to tour with it. And you know, when you're, I don't know how you to just stand there and feel the energy of ninety thousand people. That's a that's a rush. I don't, you know, I'm like, wow. How do you? Yeah. It's 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 like levels to this you know and into this music game you know you're like i'm happy if i get 20 people to show up versus <laughs> ninety thousand. you know you're just like oh I, yeah hmm. i can't yeah. i can't think what that's like i can't no. think. and obviously it's a it's a testament to how you know to an impeccable talent to uh, an incredible work ethic yeah uh, you know perfectionist as you said earlier you know i mean to to, to take to tackle a project where you record up to 60 songs yeah for an album and you pick 14 you know that's 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 not a lazy approach no to to recording so it's um you know everything he did was was like no was like something no one else could physically do uh and uh, to stand there as you say with tens and tens of thousands of people you know the i mean gosh that was the height of 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 his popularity back mm-hmm. then and it's um yeah i can't even th- i can't conceive it anyway. no and and what was really interesting i was looking at the comments for the video for the that tour and there's somebody like pointing if you're watching this now in 2021 you know like it and there were people there were like a couple hundred people and i uh-huh. I, I liked it myself because like, yeah i was watching it now in 2021 right so see so, this is the effect that he has, right? It's it's amazing, right? 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it was a, it's a treat to, to, I'm telling you, Imran, this is, this was a good idea, sir. Great selection. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Is this, I hope this isn't the pinnacle because we're going to have to keep coming up with new ones. Right. But, uh, no, but this was a fun one, you know, another fun one to go back and just enjoy you know, you know, when you give an hour of your time, that's why I was like, we were talking before we went live about how we're living in a time where we're just inundated with so much, you know, at our fingertips. Cause they all, everything, every, every company is fighting for your attention. Right. Hmm. So when yeah. you find something that's delightful enough that you, you're willing to give an hour and, the artist cared enough that you gave an hour that he gave you an hour's worth of music. You know, you, you appreciate that, right. You know, mm. play it and dance around and you're like, Oh, an hour, an hour passed by. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the effect that you would hope you have, you know, when you create mm-hmm. something like this, that it resonates with people and it, it becomes something that they go back to and, and they had great times with and oh yeah 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 i remember that you know and it's 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 going to be cuz kids are like what you like sat around and waited a whole week for this oh i don't i don't you know it's a whole different experience now yeah. right um but yeah we did and we liked it <laughs> so <laughs> uh um but yeah it was it's a fun one thank you yeah. well uh, on on that mm. note, yes, sir. I think we've we've hit that. Mm. We've hit gonna... that point. Your, yeah, uh... well, you get to give me the fun part. Yeah, <laughs> love you get to, this. to to encapsulate uh, yeah. this this incredible project. Uh, all fourteen tracks. You get mm. to pick one mm-hmm. to to send people home, uh, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. happy with. And uh, what See, what what's the one? Yeah. I, I, this is hard. This is it is hard. Is a, and yeah. you know, you're building this up, and I'm like, you know, you got to have to do the intro. So I don't know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> I will say this I, at yes. this point, I, mm-hmm. I have I have no idea, but it would come down mm. to four. Ooh, okay. Uh, and even you. that, like, I'd love to do. You know, oh. like, why you want to trip on me? I'd love to oh, put yeah. in. She drives me wild, dangerous. I love those. Can't let her get away. Yeah. But the four for me would be in the closet. Remember the time. Who is it? And giving to me. Oh. Those would be my four. Oh. And I, I don't know which I'd pick. Mm, those are good. Um, why you want to trip on me? Because I was listening to that multiple times today. Um, <laughs> can't let her get away. Um. Uh, see, because I have to also when I pick a closing, how we're we gonna end this show, you know. Um. So you know, so I I ended up again since I picked the song, I stick with the song. So we're gonna go out, <laughs> you know, because if you don't pick it, then when you listen to it, then you're like, uh, hmm, yeah. no, we can't do that. So I'm sticking with the song I picked. And we're gonna we're gonna close out with "Remember the Time." Wow, perfect! Yes, yes, yeah. yes, so perfect. You're not gonna whip out some obscure remix <laughs> <laughs> or, or some live version from 1984. I, I almost <laughs> did, but no, we're gonna go with the original this time. Amazing. This time, this time. But <laughs> that's a tough one yes. to, to challenge in any way. So no, I, yeah. I applaud the uh, a perfect. 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah, perfect closer. Let you go, do you remember? I'm back in the spring.